crazy people. Let me be the first to welcome you Shake it down to the brand new. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Open up the seal. Oh, uh-huh. take it off that. Pop off that cellophane. Yeah, oh, yeah. baby. Oh, yeah. And give it the old sniff test. Oh, smell <laughs> it's a new podcast that we call Rad. I said Rad. No, man, like this. Rad Movie Rama. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's a very nice podcast that covers movies so sweet, mm-hmm. so fine. Mm-hmm. See, you can't wait to give it a few drinks, get it home, lay it on a bed, and slap some molasses on it. So you may be asking yourself, who is this guy? Well, I'll tell you. My name's Rick, and I'm the producer and creator of more failed podcasts than you can shake a stick at. Don't believe me? Just go to Legion Podcast. They're all on there. But I was needing a new playground. I wanted something that kind of just opened it up for me and let all these inner voices come out and create a show. Talking about movies that really I don't have any other format to talk about. I'm sorry I'm late. By the way, folks, that's one of my co-hosts. And his name is Rick as well. Not Rick as well. Just Rick as well as mine. In case you didn't understand that. So, Rick, tell us a little bit about yourself. I grew up on a naval base. I have pet chickens. And I love Celine Dion. Well, Rick, I do believe it's George Harrison that said, Two out of three ain't bad. So, so let me ask you, Rick. Are you into car movies? Race movies? Oh, boy, do I. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big fan. I grew up on the naval base. Yeah, you, uh, you, you already said that. Um... I figured for our very first episode, we'd tackle a car race movie, right? Some muscle cars and getting out on the roads, revving it up. So in order to get this thing rolling, no pun intended, we're going to send it over to another guy named Rick. Rick, tell us about this movie. Cannonball. Stylized on screen as... Cannonball is a 1976 American comedy film directed by Paul Bartel and starring David Carradine. Based on the real illegal cross-continent road race that took place for a number of years in the United States. The other being the Gumball Rally. The same topic later became the basis for the film's Cannonball Run... Cannonball Run 2 and Speed Zone. The film was written and directed by Paul Bartel, who also directed Death Race 2000. Music by David A. Axelrod. Get your cookies, boys. Alright, let's kick this baby into gear. So the first thing's first, this is a New World Cinema film. Ah, so what does that mean? Well, Rick, have you ever eaten pizza rolls? You betcha. My mom used to give them to me all the time when we lived on the naval base. Well, New World Pictures is kind of like pizza rolls. You bite into them and sometimes they're hot, sometimes they're cold. But you know what? You eat them anyways. Oh, I gotcha. So, is Burt Reynolds in this movie? 
Well, I'm afraid not, but we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know this movie. Uh, who, who's in this movie? I'm glad you asked. Rick, you want to do the honors? Yes, I thought you'd never ask. Let's meet our cast. David Carradine plays Coy Cannonball Buckman, an everyday guy who has a talent for speed racing and currently convicted felon for a vehicular manslaughter. Bill McKinney plays Cade Redman, a talented driver who is a butthole and cares only about winning and doesn't care who he hurts or kills to win. Veronica Hamill plays Linda Maxwell, Cannonball's parole officer and love interest. Yes, he's that cool. Caring and daring and smoking hot. Yeah, baby. Garrett Graham plays Perman Waters, an up-and-coming country and western singer who, along with his financially backing mother, supplies plenty of comedy relief in this flick. Archie Hahn plays Zippo, Cannonball's best friend and a little too obsessed with Cannonball. Kind of freaky. I wasn't finished. Carl Gottlieb plays Terry McMillan. He's the family man who wants to win even more than this race. And in support, we also have Robert Carradine, Belinda Belosky, Mary Warnov, and a whole lot more. Back to you, Rick. Wow, that really sounds exciting. Are there any cool cars? Are there any cool cars? Check this sh out. A black 1968 Dodge Charger. We got a 69 Ford Mustang. We got a 76 Chevrolet Corvette. We got a 69 Lincoln Continental Mark III. And we got a 1973 D-Tomazo Pantera. Oh, and, and don't forget a Chevy Blazer. And last but not least, let's talk about the Cannonball car. All right. A 1970 Trans Am oh, with four-speed custom paint, standard rally, two wheels. Come on now. That baby is red. Got Cannonball written on the side. Ah, Cannonball. Got a blue racing stripe coming down the hood with yellow outlines on that stripe. Gee, it sure sounds awesome. Uh, what are they racing for? $100,000 in 1977 money. Gee, that's like $105,000 now. Yeah. So this uh, Cannonball guy, being that the movie is named Cannonball, I would assume has a uh, a really good chance at winning? Well, yeah, for the most part, because uh, he is kind of the favorite, right? But uh, he's had a little backlash from the past where um, he was driving and a woman got killed and he did some time and he's not supposed to even get as much as a parking ticket and not end up back in jail. Wow, so he's really taking a big risk then. Does nobody try to stop him? I mean, his parole officer, isn't she going to try to stop him? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're both, you know, they're they're involved. So, uh, she goes to try to stop him at the race and ends up jumping in the car and going in the race with him. Wow, that, that uh, sounds like she doesn't do her job very well. Uh, very counterproductive. Well, it does make things a little more difficult because Cannonball does have some enemies. Ah, uh, you talking about that Redmond guy? He sounds like he's a really bad dude. That he is, Rick. 
I mean, and there's a lot of confrontations during the race where he blows out Cannonball's tires by shooting it with a gun. Stealing his jack so he can't change his tire out on the road. Jeez, this guy sounds like a lone wolf. Well, you would think that, but he's got the extra cargo. He's carrying Perman Waters and his mom in the car. And the objective there is uh, we're going to have a live broadcast over the air concert by Perman Waters in a car while in the race. Gee, that's a that's a stretch. Well, in these kind of movies, anything is a stretch. So, uh, what about the other racers? What do we got going on? Well, you got a chauffeur that stole a Lincoln. You got a pair of teen lovers in a silver Corvette. You got three hot chicks in a van. You got a German racer in the fastest car on the road. You got the family man in the Chevy Blazer. And last but not least, you've got Zippo, who's Cannonball's best friend but has the exact same car, wears the exact same clothes, should be a restraining order. So, between this Redmond guy and the German guy with the fastest car, maybe Cannonball's chances aren't so great this time. I'm glad you picked up on that, because that's why we bring in Dick Miller. Who? Dick Miller. The singer of Abracadabra? No, Dick Miller, the actor. He plays Cannonball's brother in this movie. And uh, he's going to try to fix it to where Cannonball's going to win. Wow, does he uh, love his brother that much? No, he's a he's a scumball guy that uh, just uh, bets a lot of money to win. So what does he do? Oh, you know, the typical. Uh, put explosives in the uh, German's car so it'll blow up at a certain speed. Whoa. Hires a helicopter to fly overhead to keep tags on everybody so he can tell who's winning and who's not. That costs. Hires people to be fake cops to pull people over and uh, pull them out of the race. You know, typical bad stuff. Wow. I think he even hires a sniper to take people out. Wow, even shooting people. This guy's crazy. That's why it's Dick Miller. So I guess with the uh, German guy being blown up, then uh, it comes back down to, to Redmond and Cannonball, right? Yes, indeed, man. They go at it all the way through this race. And finally, they meet up at a little gas station. Which brings us up to our next part of the show, which is called Movie Fight Night. again, everyone, and welcome back to Movie Fight Night. I am your host, Doc Egan, and I am here with the Five Fingers of Doom. Off to my side here, it's Jimmy the Claw. Hey there, Doc. It's always good to be here with you, my friend. Claw, we've got a hot number tonight as we're going to hear Cannonball take on Red Man in the middle of this little convenience store. Yes, this should be a good one. I mean, we got uh, Cannonball being run off the road a few times. I'm sure he's pretty hot and bothered. We want to see what kind of actions this one's up to be, Doc. Well, it doesn't seem Redman's too worried about it. He's standing in here just drinking a beer. Do you think he purchased that, Jimmy? You know, it's really hard to tell, Doc, because this Redman guy sure is a Class A asshat. And there's the bell, and we're off. Redman stands there drinking his beer. Oh, he throws his beer at him. That's a real low-class move, Doc. Redman is jumping over the counter. Oh, he's jumping over and knocking over all the Campbell suit in the middle aisle. Redman ought to think about picking up that box of Wheaties, boy. He's probably going to need it going up against Cannonball. And then Redman gives him a nice punch in the gut. Those cheap shots always hurt, Doc. Redman goes to pick up a whole case of beer and drop it right on Cannonball's head. But Cannonball kicks him. Nice karate kick, Cannonball. You know, Doc, I don't really think that's legal in this fight. And Redmond is face down 
down in the Cheetos. Redman gets his footing and he stands back up. Now they're standing mano a mano right in the middle of the store just duking it out. I tell you one thing, Doc. These guys are pretty tough, but they wouldn't stand a chance against the claw. <laughs> I bet they wouldn't, Jim. And the store owner is getting pretty pissed off, looks like. Yeah, he has every right to. They're really messing up his fresh vegetables at this point. Cannonball is trying his best to use some fancy moves to get Redman to calm down, but Redman's not playing fair. I can tell you from experience, Doc, that sweeping the leg doesn't work well in a street brawl. Now Redman is throwing a lot of elbows and he's going for a stranglehold. How do you get out of that one, Jimmy? Well, when that happens, you pretty much have to go for a chop block and then go into a full Leslie Nelson. I believe he took your advice on that one. He broke loose and now Redman's lost his balance and Cannonball gives him another good kick to the face. That's a good kick. Very nice kick. It is utter chaos here at Whitworth's Grocery Store. They have tore down pretty much every shelf in the building, and they're still duking it out. It's going to be a high bill. Redmond picks up a sack of potatoes, and oh, he hits Cannonball over the head. Those potatoes are real, man. Those are not a joke. Those are real potatoes. Redmond's taking advantage of the situation. He's really beating up Cannonball now, and then Cannonball does a few Judy jobs. Yeah, you can't fight those off very well. Redmond's back on the floor again. Yes, but Redmond's fighting dirty. He just opened up a canister of Spawn dishwashing detergent and spraying, oh, right in Cannonball's face. Which brings us to a sponsor, Spawn dishwashing detergent. When you need your crap clean. I clean my crap with that all the time, Doc. Now that Cannonball is trying to wipe the suds out of his eyes, Redmond's breaking for the door. He's going out and getting in his car. Oh, he stops. He's going to break out the Jeez. headlights on Cannonball's car. How despicable can a man be? What kind of man can you be when you have no eyes and no headlights, Doc? This Redmond guy is a total disgrace. While Redmond is cackling like a little schoolgirl, he's jumping in his car and taking off down the road. What a way to end this fight. Yeah, Redmond could have stayed and done a little more damage to him when he had the chance, but I guess uh, it's better to get on down the road and win this race. I don't know about you folks, but I'm hoping to have a round two of this as we go along. Stick around. Maybe we'll see some more action. And we will see you next time on Movie Fight Night. I gotta go take a whiz. Hey, uh, hey, who, who were, who were those guys? Did, did you do that? Yeah, that's, that's me. Don't, don't tell anybody, though. I thought it sounded like you. So, uh, I'm assuming that Cannonball just catches up with him later and, you know, gets things set right. Well, it, yeah, but it takes a little more than that because uh, he has no headlights and it starts getting dark and he's driving. He crashes the Trans Am and just completely totals it. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Um, so, so what does he do now? He hauls it to a local salvage yard and the guys that are working there is like, hey, we know who you are. You want to borrow our car? So, uh, these guys are willing to give their car to a guy that brought in a car that's completely destroyed? It's the 70s, dude. Times were different. So, uh, what kind of car do they have? It's a pretty sharp uh, Mustang that he takes from them. And while this is going on, you got Redman calling up a group of motorcycle guys to look out for Cannonball, which he still thinks is in the old car, and tells them to roadblock and beat the guy up whenever they see him. So I imagine where this is where Zippo and his copycat car come into play? Oh, absolutely. The only thing that's different is... Cannonball's love interest is now riding in the car with Zippo. Wait, what? Why is that? It doesn't matter. So I'm a little confused. Who's in the lead at this point? Well, actually, it's the family man, because he's cheated beyond anybody else's belief. 
He basically drove to an airport, drove his Chevy Blazer into a plane, met his bubbly blonde in there that he's going to be partying with. They're flying over to New York, which is where the race ends, and they're just chilling out and, you know, having some hanky-panky. Sounds like a real nice guy. This movie's a bunch of bad people, isn't it? Well, they are in an illegal race. Oh, yeah. Forgot that. Sorry. So does Cannonball end up catching up with Redman and settling the score? You betcha. It's an overpass. It's not even finished yet. It's in construction. And Redman has Cannonball trapped on the overpass. So what is Cannonball going to do? He's going to jump it. Bandit style. So what does Redman do then? Well, he chases after him. But he doesn't make the jump. He crashes and explodes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you telling me that we just killed the country singer and his mom? No. Luckily, Redman stopped and threw them out of the car when he went up on the overpass. Jeez, that's good. I hate to see good country music go to waste. Yeah. So where are we at now? Well, everybody's closing in on New York. But uh, the problem is, is there's a sniper that's sitting on the side of the road, and he's specifically looking for the cannonball car. Do people just not see him standing out there? Well, he's got his car jacked up, and he's hiding underneath the car like there's car trouble. That way nobody can see him. So, does he start shooting? He sure does, and he shoots Zippo right in the head, which flips the car over and throws the lady out as well. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. This can't happen, right? You can't destroy the love interest. Yeah, she's she's tore it pretty bad. Luckily, our teens in love that are driving the Stingray stop and pick her up and take her to the hospital. Well, good for them. I'm glad they did that. Good-hearted people. Yeah, besides the fact of, you know, stealing a cop car and stealing a fan belt, all that kind of stuff. Doesn't matter. So, what happens to this sniper guy? Well, with the chaos of the uh, car flipping over, it makes all the other cars start driving sporadically. And our Lincoln that's in the race ends up crashing right into the car that, that the sniper is under, and the car crushes him to death. And rightly so. Rightly so. So now there's a 48-car pileup, but when you really look at it, it's only about six cars, but they just keep exploding over and over again. So the count's really high on explosions, but it's just the same cars. Yep. Movie on a budget. So are we getting close to the end? Yes, and at the checkpoint, our married man shows up with his bubbly blonde and his Chevy Blazer to claim the prize. They swing in the spot, and everybody starts celebrating. Holy jeez, this guy's gonna win? Well, he would have got away with it, except the blonde made some comment of they left the champagne on the plane. Oh, no. So they were thrown out of the race. And they should be. So you want to guess who comes in next? I have no idea. Cannonball pulls up in the Mustang. And everyone starts asking him how he got through the big car catastrophe that happened on the highway where all the cars were blowing up. Yeah, you do have to kind of wonder about that, right? And that's when he finds out that Zippo's car was totally destroyed and blowed up, and he asks about his girlfriend, and nobody has any answers. Wow, that's got to be really heavy on his mind now. And he walks in to punch his ticket to accept the prize of being first place, and his brother is there, and he starts opening his mouth and telling him about how he helped him win the race and all this stuff, and he finds out that not only did he blow up the German, but did all this other stuff to rig the race so Cannonball would win. So, what does Cannonball do? He doesn't punch his ticket. He just throws it down, takes off, and goes to the hospital to see where his main squeeze is. Wow, he just threw away all that money? He did it all for love. I would do the same for Celine Dion. So, uh, who wins the race then? 
Well, you remember our teens that are in love in the Silver Vet, right? They stopped and picked up the girl and took her to the hospital. They end up pulling in and winning the race. Good for them. Good for them. So like your typical wrap-up on these kind of movies, wrapping up the loose ends, delivering the cars that are all tore up, little comic relief here. Then you got Cannonball going to the hospital and seeing his main squeeze laying there, who looks like she's had brain surgery because she's got more bandages on her head than a mummy. Well, I'm so glad she lived. And I'm sure he is, too, because he would have thrown away all that money for somebody that passed away. With that being said, that's kind of the end of this movie. So what do you think about it, Rick? I think this is a fun movie. It's a lot of fun. I agree. What do you think, Rick? Yeah, I thought it was a blast, man. And how about you? I thought it was fantastic, man. Well, we're so glad that you checked this show out. And we hope that if you enjoy 70s and 80s style car racing movies, you need to check this one out. It needs to be in your library for sure. See you next time on Red Movie Rama!